As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a post-game edition of Burns with Friends 1134 East Coast. From our homes after driving back from Landover, Maryland, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn, here to talk about the Eagles' 24 to 8 victory over the Washington Commanders. A commanding performance, a dominant performance, and the Eagles 3 0, one of only three undefeated teams left. The Giants play tomorrow night, could be two by the end of tomorrow night. Uh, they look like a very good team. Zach, how are you? Doing well. Excited for this podcast. Looking forward to discussing this game. Huge win for the Eagles. Big day for them. They they continue to answer the bell each week. Very impressed with the defense. Very impressed with Jalen Hurts. Very impressed with Devontae Smith. Uh, I mean, this this team, I, I, I just need to give them so much credit because uh, it's a cliche that it's hard to win in the NFL. but The National Football League. But, but to be 3-0 and right now and to be clicking the way they are, they're, they're playing well. So a uh, lot to discuss on this pod. How much time do you think we have left with you for this episode? Well, I'm on here. I will do the I I will give our listeners and our viewers uh, and my co-hosts an honest night's effort. Um, but <laughs> I will also say that we don't need to drag this on unnecessarily beyond what it should be. So I think well, I think we Little Zachy needs his needs his shut eye. I mean 
let's, you know, I, I can take your, your, um, joking with me often, but I think I've, I've given, I think I've, I've, I've given an honest day's work today. Right. I mean, I would say so. Yeah. So I've been, yeah. Um, happy to do this pod, but not as happy to do like the, the shenanigans that, that go along with it. Like well, I think we're we here, do have some we're here shenanigans to that we'll need to get to Marissa. How are you? I'm great. Um, it was awesome being home all day and getting to watch football. Um, and boy, did the Eagles look good. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear your guys takes on everything. All right. Well, we can get to that. Uh, I, th I think we should start with the defense since we usually mm -hmm. start with the offense. Yeah. Let's do that. But uh, I do want to say there was a fun thread during the game today uh, at the at the press box at FedEx Field where uh, we've we've talked about this on the show before, how sometimes there are uh, radio reporters who are working during the game. And so like every now and then they will be uh, just like out of nowhere. You'll hear like, oh, well, you know, Carson Wentz not looking good here at FedEx Field, you know, every now and then. We've made fun of the one uh, a few years ago during the preseason, which is very funny. Um, but today it was interesting because the guy who was reporting, he kept calling in. It, it, it was a show that was hosted by someone named Zach. And so every every like 12 minutes or so, it'd be like, well, Zach, if there's one thing I know about you, it's that you you always have a sunny disposition, but you wouldn't have one today the way Carson Wentz is playing. And like every time Zach would just look around and, and it got us every time. And so... Zach, did you feel like you were having that conversation with that guy? Uh, they were nice things that were said, right? I mean, I knew it was not you because there was nothing like off color or uh, like a, like a biting comment of some regard. Um, but uh, no, nah, yeah, it, it it was funny, and, and I actually know the person who was doing it because um, he's he's a nice guy. So uh, kept turning around thinking he was talking to me. Hmm. He was yeah. not. All right, Zach, let's talk about the defense. And obviously, the storyline going in, the Eagles defense going up against former Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz. And I think that we don't really need to uh, twist the knife too much on the way that Carson Wentz looked because he uh, did not look very good. And it wasn't just the sitting in the pocket uh, awaiting sacks. He was also misfiring on uh, what should have been some layups. Uh, it, it, you know, it was almost like, like you're looking forward to the revenge game and then the revenge comes and it's just sort of like, oh, this is just kind of sad. Like you just you just sort of want to look away and let's get this over with. But we have been talking about how the defensive pass rush has been lacking sack production for some time. And they exploded today with nine sacks, seven of them coming on uh, four man rushes. Everybody was eating. Brandon Graham leading the way with two and a half sacks. Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick. Each had uh, one and a half. Javon Hargrave had one. Your boy, Josh Sweat, had one and a half. Uh, there was pressure throughout this game. They got the ball out. Brandon Graham caused a forced fumble that uh, set up the first Eagles touchdown. I thought, um, you know, Nick Sirianni walks through the locker room towards the end of, of open locker room as Hassan Reddick is talking. And it's like, I told you guys he was ready to blow to, uh, to, to blow up. And, you know, Reddick, I wouldn't say that he blew up necessarily, but he is right. Like, this was the... Uh, the promised sack uh, deluge that yep. they told us was coming. And the expression that you heard in the locker room after the game was sacks come in bunches. And that was very much applicable today. Uh, this was the most that Carson Wentz has been sacked in his entire career. Uh, that says something. Uh, the, I'm the, surprised by that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, nine sacks yeah. is a lot of sacks. 
the uh, the play that I thought I so for full disclosure, I have a story up on the Athletic now about this very topic, and I opened the story with this one play that was um, early in the second quarter. It was a three nothing game, and Brandon Graham gets a strip sack. Uh, Javon Hargrave recovers it, and you watch that play, and it was like it, Eagles fans would recognize exactly what was happening the split second before it occurred, right? Carson, uh, the pocket collapsed, and Carson tried to to make a play in the pocket. He's trying to, to uh, elude defenders, and this pass rush comes from behind him and sacks him and knocks the ball away, and it was it was as if, like, we all could have predicted it. Mm. And what I mentioned in the story is that Carson has come out of that before looking like a, a magician, but then there are other times when, He's on the ground, or worse yet, the opponent has the ball. And that's exactly what happened today. And then the Eagles, two plays later, Dallas Goddard scores a touchdown. Washington never has it as as close. And the interesting thing about that is it was, I I want to get this correct here, um, it, it was Wentz's eighth dropback of the game at that point, and it was the fourth time he was sacked, right? So uh, Carson F., after the game, he had some quote that, uh, you know, well, well, they they took the lead, so they were able to pin their ears back. That's that's not what happened. This they was had like five from, sacks before yeah. they scored a touchdown. Yeah, this was like from the beginning. The Eagles game plan, uh, and the Eagles were, were clear about this, to hit them early and often, try to get them flustered. And that's not, you know, like you hear that, yeah, Captain Obvious, right? You always you always want to hit the quarterback. Find me a defensive coordinator who says, "Now nah, we're good. Don't hit the quarterback." Um, but it was even more pronounced today because Carson Wentz is, as we discussed on Friday's pod or Thursday's pod rather, is the type of quarterback who is uh, more apt to being sacked. He, I, I think he's been sacked the third most of any quarterback in the NFL since he came into the league. Um, he has the most fumbles of any quarterback since he came into the league, right? So so the the this was very much a part of the Eagles' game plan. What the Eagles did tonight, uh, I, I was about to say tonight, what the Eagles did today was ace the game plan. They executed the game plan exactly as they as they wanted to do it. Um, it's not a surprise that they hit Carson Wentz so much. Uh, maybe the volume is, but for a team that was, 31st in the NFL in sacks last year. And we spoke throughout the offseason about the need to affect the passer and prove that. They now have 41% of last year's sack total through three games, right? And I, I don't see this slowing down. You're not going to get a nine-sack week every week, but they say sacks come in bunches, and I think the, these bunches are starting already. I want to look up now that you mentioned it. Uh, I'm trying to look up where that time to throw ranks uh, against the, the Gannon uh, teams. Interesting. So but, I, I do have his, his time to throw stats today. As, as you're looking this, uh, this up, I, I can read it. Um, Wentz held the ball for 3.3 seconds on the nine drop on the nine dropbacks on which he was sacked compared with 2.6 seconds on his pass attempts. All right. So I, I try to differentiate that because later on in the game, they, they did adjust. He was getting rid of the ball quicker. Um, and, but, but those 0.7 seconds, like that, that makes a huge difference in a pass rush. So 3.3 seconds on the nine dropbacks on which he was sacked 
shows he was holding the ball. Uh, and you mentioned it. I I, I think it, it was an important point to bring up that it wasn't like the Eagles were relying on their blitz. Actually, Wentz was blitzed the least of their three games this year, and he was pressured the most. This was with mainly a four-man rush today. Well, that's interesting because uh, I think it was actually, I was looking uh, just before we started, I think it was actually the Eagles' like fourth highest blitz rate in any game under Jonathan Gannon, 25.5%. And where it really, where it really uh, made a difference was those early down blitzes, those first mm -hmm. and second down blitzes. We saw that uh, this was the most they've ever done in a game under Gannon at 23.6%. At uh, but what that like allowed them to do was then get into third and long situations yeah. where those four guys could pin their ears back and, and get at Carson. Um, That's a good just, point. Just looking it up, it was so. This is like it was like the eighth longest game a, a quarterback has held the ball against the Eagles in the Gannon era, but still on the on the uh, longer end. And I mean, you just like there were so many times where it was like the ghost of quarterback past for the Eagles, mm -hmm, where exactly. like as you where as you described, it was like oh man, like I know exactly how this is going to play out. He's sitting there, he pumps, he doesn't get the ball out. And as as uh, you know, Jimmy Kemsky has described well. There's the, there are those times where like he'll avoid a rusher, and then just it's as if he assumes that once he's avoided them, they'll never come back. Yeah. And there were like several of those today where like the guy loops around him, and so he's like, okay, well that that's that's all done. Like I got all the time in the world now. And then you know it's Hassan Reddick who comes back and gets him from the blind side. Like it was just like we we have all seen this so many times before. And Hassan Reddick's. Uh, his his solo sack today was, you know, Carson brings his arm back to throw the ball and 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 Reddick just strips the ball, right? He comes from behind and strips the ball down. Um, they they were going for the ball. They they thought there would be fumble opportunities today, and they were correct. Uh, two two fumbles from Carson, one recovered, like we talked about a, a few minutes ago. That uh, I'm sorry, we lost Marissa. Uh, this this was. Like I, I can't emphasize this enough. This, this was what they planned on doing, and for Eagles fans, it it, it was not a surprise whatsoever. Um, I think um, one of the most memorable sitcom lines of my childhood, non Simpsons division, is when uh, Will Smith says to Carlton, Carlton wants to sing a solo. And everybody else wants to sing instead. And he says, oh, Carlton, you can still sing your solo. Solo that we can't hear you. Yeah, what's... It? You said the word solo before. And that's that's what popped that's up. What, that's what brought it up. Okay. All yes, right. you and said the word solo. We lost gotcha. Marissa. We're, yeah, we're Marissa lost carrying her. On we're, we're hoping she's okay. Nonetheless, as, as she returns. Um, there she is. Great to have you back. Sorry, guys. I, my internet cut out there. No problem. In terms of... Uh, like what they were doing defensively. Um, we saw a lot of that uh, sort of like 5-1-5, the nickel with one linebacker and uh, two overhang defenders. And uh, that was that that seemed to be effective. They would they would go to a regular nickel. Um, they in the second half they played a lot of regular nickel. Um, but like I, I didn't necessarily think that uh, Jordan Davis was hugely impactful in this game. The one guy who, who who really stood out to me and I think deserves some love because he's been really good the last two weeks, aside from Brandon Graham, who you know had two and a half sacks. But if Fletcher Cox is going to play like this, 
this is like borderline vintage Fletcher Cox. And that really changes sort of the upside of, of, of the defensive line. If they can count on like Fletcher Cox being close to this good. I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah. He's so been that, awesome. Yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting you, you bring that up because I asked after the game, like what's, what's the difference? I, I, I said sacks were hard to come by last year. What's different this year. And I was talking about the defense overall, but he interpreted it like I was asking about him. And it, but, but he answered it like, honestly, he, he said, like I said, in training camp, uh, I got in my own way last year. And I, 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 I'm really making a point this year, like not to let anything get in my way. Uh, he said he's, he's having a lot of fun out there. And this is part of the reason why he came back or why he chose to come back this year. Um, so he's been going back. Um, I don't have the number in front of me here, but five of, I think five of six games now he's had at least half a sack in terms of regular season games going back to last year. Um, he he had a real good game in Washington last year. He's had at least a half a sack in every game this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, vintage Fletcher Cox is like near top of the league player, uh, but he has been really good this season. And just across the board, like Sweat has been awesome this year. Yep. Um, you know, if, if Reddick's getting unlocked now, uh, we, we talk and Brandon Graham, right. You know, two and a half sacks today, like you said, uh, they, they can get after you, right. They, they, they have guys who can get after the quarterback. And I know in, you know, in, in, in future weeks, you're going to have quarterbacks who get rid of the ball quicker or who are smarter in the pocket. Um, I imagine Doug Peterson's going to do a lot to, you know, he, he knows what the Eagles have up front next week. But um, they're going to be a tough matchup for anybody, and and I, I think they've they've been showing they showed signs of pressure last week against the Vikings. The sack numbers weren't there, but the sack numbers came today. And and, and by the way, this I think I think today's game shows you like the importance of sacks relative to pressures, right? I, you know, when when you sack them, it changes the game. Yes, I think that's right. And some of the, you know, the ball came out on some of those. I mean, this was, we're, we're maybe not even like giving enough credit to just how dominant a, a performance it was. I mean, it was very close to a shutout. The, uh, the, the two, they gave up two points on a, on a safety and then a touchdown at the very end of the game. I mean, the, if you just look at the drive chart, punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 turnover on downs, turnover on downs. Like, and they were dominant. And that and touchdown also came against mostly backups. Yeah, and the other thing too is is you're you're not talking about like a, a team that has Jake Fromm out there or Garrett Gilbert or some you know Ben DiNucci, right? I mean the the Commanders hey. put up the Commanders put up 28 points in Week One. They put up 27 points last week. Uh, you know Carson has been effective against two teams here, the uh, Jacksonville and and Detroit that have have been some of the early season surprises, right? I, I mean these aren't you know, he, he is capable of, I mean, we're burying Carson, but he is capable of having good games. And we've seen it this year. He came into today's game with seven touchdowns and the Eagles absolutely dominated him. So uh, I, I think that speaks to the performance as well. This was, this was the best a guy in defense played last week was really yes. good. But uh, the thing about last week is like they, those, um, those interceptions, came in the red zone, in the end zone, like taking points off the board. Minnesota was able to move the, the ball. Otherwise, Washington had no had no ability today. 
I, I think uh, Terry McLaurin had six catches for 102 yards. Like, I think that's going to be the quietest 100 yard game I've ever seen anybody have. Yeah, it was it was those it was those late drives too. A 45 yarder. Yeah. Um, that was actually a nice pass. Um, yeah, I thought the defense was good. Darius Slay uh, missed a little bit of time in the middle of the game, but then returned. He was replaced by Zach McPherson. There were several injuries for the Eagles in this game where guys came back. Uh, Dallas Goddard had a, a shin injury. I heard him uh, overheard him say in the locker room it was an ankle sprain, um, but he came back in the game. Landon Dickerson left, came back, left again, didn't come back at the end. Milton Williams was down and he, and he returned. So uh, the Eagles seemed to uh, escape like significant injuries, but but those guys were getting a little bit banged up. But and then um, and then you mentioned Slay just uh, real quick because we've been focused on the front. What he said about the coverage is he said their their plan was to take away the first look, right? And you know, to in essence force Carson to think back there by taking away the first look, disguising some coverages. Uh, so that's that's an example in this game of of the you know coverage and 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 the rush marrying each other is is that they get that split second more making Carson try to go through his progressions. Yeah. All right. Anything else on the defense? Bless, Bless you, Marissa. Um, Thank you. No, there's there's a there's a, a lot we could discuss on them, but we need to give due to Devontae and Jalen Hurts, so uh, we'll get to that in a bit, I imagine. All right. Well, why don't we take a little break? We'll come back and we'll talk about the offense, and then we'll take a break after that. We'll talk about Swooper. Perfect. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on Birds with Friends, Bo, Zach, and Marissa. Zach, what's your take on the news that Rihanna is going to be the halftime show performer at the Super Bowl this year? We're probably going to be there. Yeah, that'd be that'd be great if if uh, if I've always I I I am trying to sell it. I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you know any Rihanna gonna... songs, Zach? I don't. No, I, I honestly don't. But I think you do. You 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 definitely do. Might not know the title. But well, it's interesting sure you bring this up, Marissa, because there was a another wonderful bit of uh, kismet in the press box today, as Zach was sitting next to John Clark, and John Clark was explaining that uh, instead of staying over in D.C. last night or driving down from Philadelphia this morning, he stayed in Delaware because there was a Green Day concert that he was able to go to last night. And Zach, ever the conversationalist, uh, was was trying. I don't know to if John knew him. this was on the record, but okay. And and uh, and John said, "Oh, are you a fan of Green Day?" And I wrote down what Zach said. Zach said, <laughs> and he was very honest. He said, "I don't know them too well, but the stuff I've heard, I like." 
I think IKT- we have to pull receipts from the previous pod. <laughs> IKTR means I know that's right. Yeah. Um, he was being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, to answer your question, the, the Super Bowl halftime act is always, that's, that, that's a big deal, right? So uh, uh, that's, yeah, there's, there's, if, if the Eagles are, are there, that's going to be of great interest to Eagles fans. So certainly something to register away. All right, let's talk about this Eagles team because I think it's fair to say that through three games, it's very early, long way to go. Right now, they're one of the best teams in the league. And uh, what do good teams do? Good teams uh, beat bad teams thoroughly. That's what they did today. Um, another thing that good teams do is that there are there are times when they sort of need like one side of the ball to pick up for the other side of the ball. And in, in week one, it was the offense carrying the defense. And early in this game, we talked about the defense. The offense started slowly in this game. Uh, only only three points on their first three possessions. And then uh, the defense got them the ball in uh, deep in Washington territory, and they started to go from there. But uh, what did you make of the offensive performance? Because it was not a great start. They were shut out in the second half for the second week in a row. But in the middle of that first half, it seemed like they sort of got things rolling, and it was uh, a lot on the heels of, of sort of a star making performance from Devonte Smith. Yeah. I think you, you, you did a good job summarizing it. My biggest takeaway. And I, I say this honestly, is that Jalen hurts went 22 of 35 for 340 yards and three touchdowns. And it wasn't like it, he had know, an okay, he had an okay game. Yeah. Like I wasn't yeah. like, well, right. we need to write Jalen hurts right now. Right. right? And that, that he was, a, he was you, a complete afterthought in this game. Yeah, that that shows you how how well Jalen's playing, and that like he is a sleeper MVP candidate at this point because he puts up a year ago if he puts up 340 yards, three touchdowns, it's like wait we're leading the show. What does this mean about the Eagles going forward that Jalen Hurts plays like this? And today Jalen Hurts does that. And stacked up with the way he played these first two games, I don't want to say it's the expectation that a quarterback does it, but yeah, I mean it's it's so that's that's my first thought about the offense. Second thought is is that they the uh, I'm sorry you're about to say something. No, no, I was just going to follow up on Hertz, but if you, you can keep okay. going, or I can go. I can yeah, go I I just thought overall. Well, no, let's let's stick to Hertz, and then we'll and then we'll get to it. So, well, I thought uh, you know this was a this was a good example of a game where. Um, Going downfield mattered a lot. I mean, he had uh, completions of 45 and 44 yards to Devontae Smith. He had a completion of 38 yards to A.J. Brown, a 40-yarder to Grant Calcaterra. Now, that was more of a, a catch and run. There were two pass interference plays downfield that Quez Watkins drew. Um, this was like a good example of why you, why you do throw the ball downfield. And we've talked about the ways in which uh, the Eagles are hoping Hurst will be better than last year. And it's been throwing over the middle of the field and throwing the ball downfield. And uh, that was on display today. And I'm with you, like 22 of 35 for 340, three touchdowns, no uh, interceptions, no turnovers. And it was like, okay, he, he was yeah. fine. Yeah. It was like, yeah, so it was okay. It was like, I mean, right some of those throws downfield were, were really nice, but it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it's you're absolutely right. And I, I just can't, because, because when I – at the end of the game, you know, I, I was doing these these takeaways that you can find on the athletic, and I'm writing about Devontae and I'm writing about the defense. I'm like, whoa, look! I mean, look at Carson. I'm sorry, look at Jalen Hurts' numbers. 
Um, and, oh, and, oh, and that that. <laughs> so I, I I think that I think that really says something. Um, yeah, I, the uh, the offense needs to have more of a complete game, right? I mean, they they um, they didn't score in the second half again. Uh, they, you know, Jalen Hurts keeps saying that they're not playing up to, up to their standard. They they played well enough. You know, a Sirianni said that last week they kind of took their foot off the pedal a bit. You know, they played too conservative. He said this week was the opposite in the second half. They can probably find somewhere in Yeah, they between. tried to really bomb it on that first possession. Uh, but overall, I, I'm, I, I mean, my big takeaway with the offense is is that this these this pair of receivers is so good. Like like Devontae, yeah. it's not just they put up numbers. He had such high level catches today. Uh, in terms of the three insane catches, yeah, and like what well, when you can play like that, the, the, when you are at that level, there aren't that many guys in the league like that. And then you combine him and AJ, and then Dallas Goddard, who like Dallas Goddard's touchdown catch, that run after the catch was awesome. <laughs> really nice. Yeah, um, we talked about throughout the offseason or and throughout the preseason training camp keeping these guys happy. All, all three of them got into the end zone today. Good There's going to be some weeks when AJ, you know, AJ week once and you saw it last week. Um, all, all three of them got into it today. Uh, it was obviously Devontae's day. There's going to be a game here where Goddard has like eight catches, 120 three yards, touchdowns. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is as, as long there, as long as you're winning, there's, there's, there's going to be no issue there. Number one. And then number two, you're going to look up at the end of the year and they're all going to have their numbers. Um, so, I, yeah, that's that's what jumps out to me. I was, I thought going into today's game, I, I wrote this on Friday, it was going to be more of a Miles Sanders game. Um, I, I didn't realize what, that that Jackson, William Jackson, was not going to play. Uh, they yeah, were they banged were pretty up. Depleted. Yeah, they had um, a great name. but uh, well, Rashad Wild, Wild Goose. Yeah, Wild Goose out there who had only played special teams to date. Um, the Eagles challenged him early. Quest Watkins drew two pass interferences, which Nick Sirianni said are are like explosive plays. I mean, I, I'm sure Quez wishes those were on his on his stat sheet. Uh, but overall, yeah, I, I was really impressed with I was really impressed with this group. And I I I actually thought that there were some play calling things that that the that they would like to have back, that fourth and one in particular. To, to pass yeah, I didn't play. think this was a particularly great yeah game uh for them and and that's to the same point of like uh, a sign of a good team like i think that jalen hurts is right they have not put together a great game yet on both sides of the ball uh for the entirety of, the, of a game and they're still sitting here three and zero and coming off a, a 16 point win but yeah you know that uh you mentioned it that that fourth and one little end around to an in motion zach pascal felt to me like the kind of play that was like they've seen it be successful across the league and like we gotta we gotta put that in the playbook and it just it doesn't really mirror anything that's already in their playbook, and so it was sort of a tell. And you know, do you really want to get the ball in, in Zach yeah. Pascal's hands there? But it's probably probably nitpicking to some degree. I think some uh, things you want to get on tape. Yeah, uh, I, th- I I think a really important sequence when talking about the offense. I'm going to defer to you here. I I know you're the host, but I'm deferring to you here uh, uh, because I uh, for the explanation is the end of the half because I thought it was. Such an important sequence. It was a fascinating sequence, and it actually turned out that there was more than met the eye on that one. 
Yes, that's true. Uh, so you have the so first on Devonte Smith because uh, those three catches he made were insane. Uh, there was the first one was a forty-five yarder down the right sideline, looking over his left shoulder, hauls it in, uh, drags his left foot. Rivera too slow to get the challenge flag out, so we'll never know. But it looked it it was it was very close. But yes. e- even if it wasn't a catch, it was a hell of a catch. Um, and that helped set up their first score. But as you as you reference, at the end of the first half, they're up 17-0. They get the ball. They're looking to get a score at the end of the first half for the third time in three games. And uh, Devontae Smith makes a catch over two guys uh, 44 yards downfield on a nicely thrown ball by Jalen Hurts. Just like a, just a mossing. And, I mean, it was, it was a beautiful catch. And I think, uh, you know, somebody in the chat said, like, he's finally looking like, Alabama Devonte Smith, and you know you you watch more college football than I do, Zach. But when I think of like Alabama Devonte Smith, I think of a guy who is like you know running precise routes. Yes, and is, exactly. is like And is like wide open and is like yeah. you know uh, crossing over fools. Like this this element of his game where he goes up and gets it um, is not like what I picture of Alabama Devonte Smith. And we saw it last year in Denver when he did it over Patrick Sertan. But we saw it a little bit more in training camp this year, and two of those catches today were were sort of similar situations. And as he said in post game, it's uh, it's it's my ball or nobody's ball. Um, I think that's I think that's what he said. Yeah. And what like was that. Jalen's quote about him? Uh, let me see. I can pull it up. As 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 you're pulling it up, I'll, I'll give my my quick take on on Devante. Is obviously he's really good, right? Uh, but if if AJ Brown wasn't here. This this season, the the big talk throughout the off season, throughout training camp, throughout the early in the season would be like year two Devonte because he is he's the 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 week one no catch that's a blip on the radar right that's the exception what you're gonna see you're gonna see more games I, I'm not gonna say you're you're gonna see these career highs every week but he's he's gonna be a mismatch most weeks. Because of the type of receiver he is, uh, Jalen said the Slim Reaper. By the eyes, he might be a little sly, but he plays like a big boy, and he is. He's a grown man, and he said, "I think he's always been who he is. I think he's the same guy. He's got more comfortable in what he's doing. I think it's a great compliment to have who we have on the field outside. And I think when his number's called, I know he'll answer the phone." Now on AJ Brown, we'll, we'll get to that that sequence at the end. But I also thought that like this was a this was very much a like this is why you go get AJ Brown game because they're struggling on offense uh, and the play before the first downfield throw to Devontae Smith it's like a third and long they haven't really done anything on offense this is their third possession how do we get going you dial up an, an AJ Brown slant they hit it yeah. and that sets up the the downfield play to Devontae Smith how do they get their second touchdown on third and long in the red zone. You find AJ Brown again on a slant in tight coverage, and it was like those are the ways that he can win uh, when when like you really need something on offense, like you have that to go to, and it is and it is so money. So uh, Devontae Smith makes that big catch, hurts himself. He says, "I wouldn't recommend that to anybody." He just uh, he got he got the wind knocked out of him, leaves the game. So Eagles have Eagles have first and goal from the one uh, with no timeouts and 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 like thirty seconds left. They go incomplete on the first two. So now it's third and goal from the one with like 20, 16 seconds left or so. And they call a running play. 
to Jalen Hurts, which is a ballsy call because um, you could run out. I thought it made sense. Maybe they could do it. Maybe they could try to run on first or second down because then you can get to the line and throw a pass real quick. Uh, but they don't get it. And my understanding is that, like, I think they called two two quarterback runs in a row. Like, w- when you're calling a run on third third down, you know that you're calling a fourth down play. But they lost a yard. And so my guess is they were they were expecting if they didn't get it, they would just get up to the line and sneak to try to score. But they couldn't because they lost a yard. And so Jalen Hurts calls a play himself. And it's a play that wasn't in the game plan this week, which I think is a little bit overstated because he's calling a play that they've repped, um, sure. you know, a hundred yeah. times in uh, in training camp. This is like, you know, when you're down that close to the end zone, you only have so many go-to plays. But he calls a play. They get the snap off with one second left. And he hits Devontae Smith in the back of the end zone for uh, like an underrated catch. He, he completely climbs all over Kyle Fuller. It's a, it's actually thrown in the perfect spot from Jalen Hurts and credit to uh, Devontae Smith for a touchdown that was sort of the exclamation point on a, on a dominant first half. And again, this is like a, another happy accident because that could have been ugly. They could have come out of that with no points. And we've all mm-hmm. been talking about uh, how Nick Sirianni bungled the end of the first half, but Devontae Smith saves him. Yeah, and and I I think you did a good job summarizing it. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong here, but my understanding of how this usually goes is like they they have you know the the full menu of plays, if you will, right? But then in the game plan for each week, they 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 have specific plays designated for certain situations, right? So it's 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 like a, a set menu to to use that analogy. So a a set menu at at a, at a restaurant and it's a prefix. Yes, and 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 you're going on restaurant week basically, and, and you're mm. saying like I you're really going like, on Miami Prime week. Yeah, yeah. I I really like this one that I had last time, right? I know it's not on this menu tonight, but can you make it right? Mm. Um, so it's it's kind of like that. I mean, I I, I might have butchered that analogy, but the point being, it's, it. it's 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 not like they're picking a play out of thin air. It's something that Correct. they've run before. It's just in that week's game plan, it's not what 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 they have for their goal line plays or or their you know twenty yards and in plays or ten yards and in plays, whatever it may be. It, yeah. Is that an accurate read on on what occurred? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I don't okay. I don't know exactly, uh, but okay. that's my that's my read on it. Yeah. And credit um, to Jalen Hurts for staying poised yeah. throughout that uh, throughout that rigmarole. Yeah. Now Nick Sirianni said Nick Sirianni said we weren't we weren't going to take three there. We were going to score. Yes. Now, do you think that's only because they were at the one yard line? You don't think he was like thinking we're going to get a touchdown here no matter what? I think he was he sort thinking, of framed it that way, but I feel like he he meant because they're on the one. Yeah, I think he was thinking like seven or nothing, right? Like they're they're right. not going to, you know, they yeah that they decided when they use their timeout and it's third down. Obviously, you can't you can't spike it there, right? So you're saying we have two shots at it here, and if 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 we don't get in the end zone, we'll go into halftime with no points on on this drive, and we'll get the ball coming out the second half. But we're we're not going to settle for the field goal. Okay. Anything else on the offense? Uh, I mean, as as, as I'm going through this, Grant Calcaterra made his first Woo! play. Uh, he, he was in one his catch, game. forty he was, yards. He was actually retired for the first time this season. One catch, forty yards. Nice play. Made it. Yeah, yeah. He he made it work. Uh, the 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 safety not that wasn't great for the Eagles. They were backed up there, but yeah, didn't get, get much push. Um, 
I thought, uh, yeah, I, I I didn't think they were as good on third downs as they have been recently. They, they've been one of the best third down teams in the NFL today. Let me see what they work here um, as I'm pulling this up. Uh, they were 5 of 15 today. Uh, so that's, you know, I always look at at third down and red zone, and they, they could have been better at third down today. Uh, there is a fourth down earlier in the game, a fourth and five, I think it was, at the 49, when I thought they could have gone for it. Sipos punted it. They had, uh, it was a touchback. They had like a net of, you know, 29 yards. Might have been Aaron um, Sipos's last game as an Eagle. Sorry to say. He's well, they did. It, this game. Interesting. They out, so, right, they worked yeah, out a puncher last week. I was about to say that. Yes, they they did work out a punter, like you said. So something to keep, something to watch. And he had two he had two punts into the end zone this week, which is usually where he's good, is pinning teams deep. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I don't know if you want to mess with the uh, the holding operation. Yeah, if you want to mess with the operation, but it's been pretty bad. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Covey had a uh, you know he yeah he bobbled one today. Did anybody um, ask? I bounced out of Nick after the first half of it. Or did anybody ask me about Devontae Smith returning that punt that that was about? No, it's a good question. No, uh, we'll find out from Clay on Tuesday. We're Nick tomorrow. Um, yeah, that, that's that, that was before question. Covey yes. fumbled the ball. Yes. Yeah. Tough. Um, let's see. Oh, how, what, what did you think of uh, going for it at the end of the game on fourth down to end the game? When I think of it, I don't have many thoughts on it. Let me see here. Oh, jeez. You know, I thought you thought you watched the whole game. I guess you. I did. I was writing submitting your takeaways. You <laughs> yeah, I was submitting dropped my takeaways. Your eyes. Uh, okay, fourth and four, the thirty-nine hit AJ Brown for ten yards. I I didn't have many. Th- I mean, the game was sealed at that point. I, I didn't have many thoughts on yeah, because, it. Honestly. I mean, I thought Washington I thought it was called- you, you. You get this, and the game's over. You don't have to subject yeah. your defense to more snaps. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I honestly, at that point, Washington called their third timeout. I, I was writing something for our, our website. I apologize. I, I really wasn't paying attention at that point. Wow. You know, company pays all this money to send you to the game. I'm literally and doing something. You can't something even for the bother company. to watch the last. I'm literally doing something for the company. We, we have something. They, they have to have this at the buzzer, and I have to get down to the locker room. So you file this at the buzzer. This is, yeah, I mean, respectfully bo uh <laughs> give it know. to me yep give it pile it on yeah like uh if 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 you've worked at a newspaper before this is you know you're mm. you're writing during a game you have a deadline at the buzzer you got to have that running story in at the buzzer so you sure. gotta be yeah so you gotta be writing so when uh the, the game effectively ends your focus on your piece of that that you're writing and not necessarily on meaningless uh stats wow meaningless plays meaningless tell that to the guys who were out there fighting for their lives do you think they were fighting for their lives do you think they were fighting for their lives you know you don't work for a newspaper anymore yes but my editors did ask for this correct well did they say uh stop watching the game and do this for me this at the end of the game They, they said that yes they said that yeah yeah they asked both of us yeah yeah, I was excited to do it. <laughs> yeah, and I said and I was more excited than you. You were, were more excited to do it, yeah, because yeah. I wanted to watch the game because I was, you yeah. know, the company paid for me to go watch the game. I thought that was the appropriate thing to do. Yeah, I, I wanted to provide value for our consumers. So, yes, 
and our uh, our overlords. <laughs> what, and our sponsors. Uh, and our sponsors. Appreciate our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why don't we take a break? Anything else on the offense? Uh, no, I'm looking forward to watching this game back. So I'll 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 better I'll I'll better be able to dissect it for you on Tuesday if we're doing Tuesday pod Tuesday night. Sounds wonderful. All right, let's take a little break. Come back and talk uh, potential controversy that we have brewing in the in the Swooper household. All right, welcome back to Birds with Friends. Uh, Zach, you are a funny guy. We know this. And and uh, we know that you're not just a fan of comedy, but uh, a purveyor of it as well. Your comedic timing today uh, after A.J. Brown's touchdown was, I think, I think the tops of our time together. I was cracking up. You were slaying me. A.J. Brown scores a touchdown. We all know you've got the Batman swooper uh, celebration there. And before he even gets to the sideline, they do a little celebration in the end zone. It's like a, a thing like this. And and uh, it was very much on your radar. It was Batman. I was like, oh, oh Batman. And you go, oh, no, that was Batman. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Killed me. Uh, but then A.J. Brown, after the extra point, goes to the sideline and grabs himself a uh, Batman cape that he said later he bought off Amazon for $9.99. You see him there. Uh, now, Marissa in Swooper, you had AJ Brown does a Batman themed celebration at some point in the game. I think we can, we can all agree that you, that you hit that. Yes, easily. Yeah, Zach, you had AJ Brown does a Batman themed touchdown celebration. Now, his touchdown celebration was the thing that he did in the end zone. This was on the sideline after the extra point. How do you feel? What do you think he was celebrating? The extra point? <laughs> like, do you think he put the cape on to celebrate the extra point? No, he was celebrating a touchdown. I, it, a, a celebration does not need to be confined. I'm sorry, confined to the end zone. I think Marissa and I both deserve points for this. Mm. Uh, he was celebrating a touchdown. If he had put the cape on after a sack or something like that, then he would be. He wouldn't be celebrating a touchdown. But after mm. he scores a touchdown, he puts the cape on. And by the way, to confirm that this is the case, apparently Devontae Smith put the cape on after his touchdown, from what I understand as well. Yeah, so, but, but the Super had nothing to do with Devontae Smith. No, but, but I, I bring that up as a way of pointing <laughs> out you up, that what, what they were doing was celebrating touchdowns. The person mm. who scores the touchdown puts the cape akin to a turnover chain. Uh, but I think yeah. there was an extra point there that they could have been celebrating too, mm. correct? I don't believe they were celebrating an extra point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can't imagine that that that's the case. He was so, just celebrating himself at that point. The touchdown celebration is confined to <laughs> what they do in the end zone. No way. You can't. <laughs> no. No, that, that's, that, is, that is not the case. A matter of fact, um, I believe there is a penalty for props on a touchdown celebration in the end zone. So what? The, so no, like uh, player would put themselves back 15 yards for the purpose of super forecasting, right? <laughs> so what they did is is that they brought it over to the sideline and 
cameras caught it. We all caught it. There was no question in the world that they were celebrating a touchdown in that case. Any reasonable person would deduce that that was a <laughs> touchdown celebration. Well, you know what, Zach? Uh, I had this in mind, and so I did. I I asked AJ Brown in the locker room <laughs> did after you really? the game about uh, his okay. touchdown celebration. Marissa, roll clip. Celebration, the first one before you put the cape on, was that a Batman thing too? No, that was a uh, that was a little Kim thing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look. <laughs> I play it again. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, play it again. One more time for people in the back. The touchdown celebration, the first one before you put the cape on, was that a Batman thing too? No, that was a uh, that was a little Kim thing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He says, we said definitively that's not Batman. And he understood me when I said the touchdown celebration before the cape. I don't know. <laughs> Zach, no. you're right. I think, I think I, Zach's quitting yeah. the show. No, 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 no. My mic, uh, my mic went out there. Uh, look, Bo, he was, <laughs> he was answering your question. Specifically, the the what the little kid. I asked him about the touchdown celebration before the cape. I don't think he was as into your semantics. I bet if you said if you said to AJ, AJ, when you put on the Batman the Batman cape, what were you celebrating? <laughs> he would look at you like my touchdown, right? Yeah, like he, yeah. Um, it's not Halloween. He's he's not like trying on costumes. There, he's putting it on. Celebrate a touchdown. I don't know. It's it's very simple in the in the description. It says a Batman themed touchdown celebration. The touchdown celebration is what happened in the end zone. Bo, if you had won the swooper, I would have been going to bed 15 minutes earlier, right? Because it would not have been a, a, a subject of conversation. It would have been obvious that a putting on the cape after a touchdown is therefore celebrating a touchdown. By no means does it – I mean, I I can read. It does not say a touchdown celebration in the end zone. I am the How one many celebrations committed. do you get? I mean, you score one touchdown. Everything you do for the rest of the day is a touchdown celebration? I'm the one who submitted the swooper. I understand the rules on props in the end zone. I don't believe that A.J. Brown would cost his team 15 yards there. So, therefore, I was figuring it would be some type of – Homage when does the statute to... of limitations end on a touchdown celebration? What if what if AJ Brown showed up in the postgame locker room and that's when he showed up the the Batman cape? Would that count too? Just because he scored a touchdown that day? Well, the that time has be... to end at some point. I think the time ends at the next play. The next play, which was an extra point, right? So like it's just... it's like a, in the game, right? Like you move on next snap. Right. But was he doing this after the extra point or during the extra point? My understanding is it was during the extra point. <laughs> Again, I, I, right, I don't so even I'm... think he was watching the extra point. Well, the good news is... Um, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it might not matter. Uh, so for now, let's say that you don't get it until we can get real conclusive evidence that it does well, count. Well, his take on this, obviously. Uh, but Zach, you did, you did uh, hit on Carson Wentz throws at least one interception or is charged with at least one fumble. Uh, that was the sequential one-time bid auction. And you had the Eagles cover the spread, and the game hits the 47.5 over. So you didn't hit that. 
So you've got one or two, depending on uh, how that one gets adjudicated. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Marissa had the combined jersey numbers of touchdown scorers, so the game is over 200. Good start for you with Dallas Goddard. And Logan Thomas missing that like weird sidearm up the middle pass from Carson. Mm. I was like, oh, it's right there. Would have been 80 points. Unfortunately, you didn't get it. However, you did get Eagles wide receivers combined for more uh, receiving yards than Washington wide receivers. And A.J. Brown does a Batman-themed celebration at some point in the game. That's cut and, cut and dry. No, no question about that. So you got to. Uh, I had Carson Wentz attempts a left-handed pass. Didn't happen. Carson Wentz has more interceptions than Jalen Hurts has passing touchdowns. Didn't happen. Dallas Goddard has exactly as many catches as this item is sold for, which was five. Didn't happen. There are three or more plays in the game in which the number of yards gained by a player on either team <clears throat> is the same as the jersey number of the player who gained them. I don't think this happened. I haven't actually I don't fully think checked either, it out, but I don't but think it happened. Hard to check. Yeah. Uh, the Phillies' magic number at the time of the game is lower than the Eagles' margin of victory. That hit. And a two-point conversion fails. That hit. So Marissa and I tie it to Zach. The good news is, even though uh, we are uh, very much still trying to decide if you get points, it really won't matter because there's going to be a tie and next week will be worth two. Fair enough. So I could save myself 15 minutes there. (laughs) That's exactly right. All right. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. I got, I got through my green day notes. I got through my Zach and the press box notes. Anything else we should talk, talk about. Uh, tough day for both your alma maters yesterday. Oh. Yes. I mean, I think is it was that, tougher like, for if Bo. You, if you think that's like yeah. a uh, a way that you want me to then ask you or congratulate you about Syracuse football. Yes. I'm not uh, asking you to do it. They are four. No, you don't have to congratulate me. I mean, it's, it's four games into the season. Uh, they did look good, Zach. They did look yeah, good. Yeah, you you, you very clearly tried to jinx Wake Forest with your, your tweet mid-game, I noticed. He did. I wasn't trying to jinx them at all. Sam Hartman was having a, a great game. What was that about? Yeah, I'll say this about Syracuse, right? And, and I I, uh, I pay attention to Virginia football because I, I used to cover them. Flex. And that's a flex, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I'm proud of my coverage of Virginia. Uh, Virginia's offense last year was, was, was good, right? And Syracuse's offense was not good. And um, Virginia and Syracuse hired Virginia's offensive coordinator. And uh, and now Syracuse's offense is good, and Virginia's offense is not good. So it's very clearly like this coordinator here, Robert Anai, I believe his name is. Uh, that that uh, that's changed the for both teams. That's changed the fortunes. Oh, so but, but anyways, back to the Eagles. This is something we should point out because I have this on in the corner of the screen right now. Is uh, Nick Sirianni pregame and postgame attire was a Mike Quick jersey, a vintage number eighty-two Mike Quick jersey. That's what we needed to get to. You're trying to get to sleep at 12:30 in the morning, and you needed to get to that. Well, we are an Eagles podcast. We should mm-hmm. talk about. We we are the eyes and ears. We did go. Down Eagles, to one and of only three teams in the league who are top ten in EPA per drive on offense and defense, joining the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who come yeah, this to is gonna be a huge game next, next week. week. So I was surprised, uh, and. This is going to be in, in, in Bo's day after tomorrow. He always says the line at the next game. But if you're with us at 12.31 a.m., you deserve to hear it now. Uh, Eagles are seven-point favorites 
against the Jags. I was surprised by how big that number was. The Jags entered this weekend, number two in DVOA, and put up a big game against the Chargers today. Uh, that's, I mean, this is not a walkover. And not at it, all. And Doug Peterson. So if, if, you know, you thought that like the Eagles knew a lot about Carson and it was like at, the, at an Eagles advantage. I just think the advantage next week is more Doug. Like I, I think Doug knows the personnel. And I also on, think on like Eagles. to, to whatever degree you want to um, impose like, like a, a willingness to get revenge. Yeah. Like if that's in play with Carson, it's not really in play. It's not like the guys are like frothing out the mouth to get, to beat Doug, you know, like they like exactly. that guy. Right. So and, it's like, and, yeah, and Carson forces, yeah, 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 yeah. Carson forced his way out, right? Like Carson, Car, you know, Doug, Doug. Uh, I don't know if Doug. Right, know, like who on the team has ended. like a beef with Doug? To you know, like Sua, yeah. he, he wouldn't he wouldn't keep me on the roster. Uh, you know, I don't know, <laughs> not really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doug's a fairly likable. Maybe Jalen to some degree, but even then, he got the. I mean, they gave him a shot at some point. Yeah, he started him. Yeah. yeah. All right. I had so one other thing. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good week. Should be a good week. Yeah. Link oh, should be happen. Do you want to tease where the Eagles will be in the power rankings this week? Good question. Where do you where do you think they should be, Zach? It's a tough uh, philosophical uh dilemma for uh for the power rankings because I think the Bills are still the best team in football. But if you just keep them at number one, what's the point of the power rankings? You know, you gotta reflect the moment. Respectfully, you are the power rankings guy, right? Like you are, like you are. So I, I defer to the genius of the power rankings. I think it's very important to let people do their jobs, and your job is the power rankings. Yeah. Okay. By the way, four and one on picks today. That's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. Almost as good as uh, five and zero. Oh. oh yeah, I know. I came close to that one. I think that's what I did on the athletic football show oh, pick them thing. Okay. There you go. But, but you, and I had, you and I had this similar your second picks. time. Yeah. Last week I was only two and three though. But uh, if I good. may say, you, I, really well. cons- I really consider it four. No, because <laughs> <laughs> the money line pick, the money line pick, the odds are literally stacked against you. Right. I mean, that's like, yeah, your, your three point percentage and your free throw. You know, it's, well, it's not even a free throw, but uh, point being, I'm picking the other games against the spread and the money line one that it's hard to get the upset special. So I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be rambling like this at 1234 AM. We love it, Zach. Oh, we lost Bo. I guess Bo doesn't love it, but no, no, Bo's <laughs> got a lot it, of writing Zach. to do. Bo's Zach, this would be the time for you to leave. Should I close out the show? Just so what up? Oh, he's back <laughs> uh, <laughs> too late. Yeah. I was going to say you should close out the show. <laughs> you, you, you just missed me. People are calling for a grouse. I don't fully feel it in my bones, but I do. It's on my radar that like everyone you talk to is like, oh, you got, you got to love that Scott Turner offense. He's really doing a bang up job with that offense. I mean, I know that Carson Wentz was the really the one at fault today, but like we really got to be gazing this guy up so much, put up eight points. Like, did you see anything really dynamic that he was putting out there for Carson Wentz to do? He knows the limitations of his quarterback. Yeah, not today. Definitely not today. Like let's let's calm let's calm down a little bit with Scott Turner is uh you know like the, the the next the next football sensei. 
Come but down. I think you did say the other day, I like a Scott Turner. Office. Yeah. And I think I was maybe just parroting, you know, people, people who I trust who are smart, you know, like a Duffy Duffy likes a smart, like, likes a Scott Turner. I'm just saying maybe, you know, let's, let's see him like do something actually interesting. He's been an offensive coordinator for a long time. Yeah, not impressed today. Yeah. Not impressed with Washington at all, overall. Uh, yeah, no, I guess, I mean, they were hurt. Record. Like, they were really banged up. Maybe they're not They're not as bad, but I don't know. All right. Uh, Zach, I'll, uh, I'll let you get some shut-eye. Thank you. Make sure you guys check out Bo's Day After Tomorrow. I always look forward to it. Um, and Make sure you uh, check out just... Zach's piece on the defense, the dominant yeah. defense. Story up, and we'll have... Uh, some good coverage this week. And we'll re-listen have... to the podcast once Marissa po- uh, posts it. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have two pods. Who do the Browns have next week? Uh, Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, we have a bunch of college friends that live there, so it's like a little oh, turf nice. reunion. Mm, yeah, big so flex. Excited nice. to see. Yes, Michael lived with eight guys in college, so all of them are coming. So it should be a mm. fun weekend. I'm sure it was yeah. a very offensive lineman. Yeah, all different positions. Um, okay. I'm sure it was a very yeah. clean house. Oh my god, it was disgusting. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Zach needs to go to sleep. I don't have enough time to talk about it. <laughs> what was the grossest part? The bathroom, obviously. <laughs> How many bathrooms I mean, were there for eight guys? Three. I think there were. I think there were two. Oof. And then there was one in the basement that like you didn't even want to see. Oh, that's tough um, sledding. Yeah, it was rough. Like I'd wear full shoes in there. Like you know, never barefoot. Hazmat suit. Yes, yeah. yeah, it was disgusting, but mm. we got, we made it out. <laughs> insomnia, yeah. insomnia, cookies, bags littered all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, it was more like Chipotle mm. and that kind of stuff. But oh, that's that's, yeah. that's tough with the bathroom. It's yeah. like the Berman's yeah. house. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Zach's gotta go to bed. That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. A uh, not necessarily well you know a dominating win thanks to the defense for the eagles uh, a near shutout 24 to 8 it looked like a very good team all the uh, telltale signs of a season that could be special showing themselves through three game three through three games so for zach and the other zach and marissa and billy joe i'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday or Wednesday. And as always, we love you.